So St. Paul says, stand firm against the tactics of the devil, the tactics of the enemy. So St. Paul does not say stand firm against the devil. No, stand firm against his tactics, right? Listen, we have an enemy and he has tactics, right? His mission is to steal, kill, and destroy your relationship with Jesus, flat out. And he has tactics, ways in which he's going to do that. So we need to stand firm against his tactics. But if you don't really know his tactics, it's going to be harder to stand firm against them. So in the gospel today, we have Jesus being tempted by the devil. We actually get a glimpse at the tactics of the devil as he begins to tempt Jesus. Now, this is really important to know. So God is a creator. And we who are made in his image and likeness, we who have unity with God through the gift of his spirit, we participate in God's creativity. We're creative because God is creative. Now, the devil has chosen completely to separate himself from God. Eternally, that's his choice. And because of that, he now lacks the full participation in the creativity of God, which means his tactics are not going to be creative. When you begin to understand what he does, how he tempts his tactics, they're going to look the same over and over and over again. They may look maybe different for each person, but the foundations of his tactics will be the same. Why? Because he lacks the creativity. So, because of Jesus, we're free. Jesus has set us free from the power of sin and death, the power of the evil one. Because of this, the devil has no authority over us. The only time the devil can have authority over us is if we give him authority. So the devil realizes that the only way that he's going to gain access to steal, kill, and destroy the relationship of Jesus in our lives is we have to give him access. So the temptations, the tactics of the devil are always going to start from the outside. He doesn't start from the inside because he doesn't have access. He has to start from the outside to gain access. Like imagine if you were going to siege a city. You have to break down the walls of the city first before you can go into the city and create greater authority and power to have control. So too, the first tactic, the first temptation that you see the devil actually doing with Jesus is he begins with the reality of the flesh, more the outside. Jesus was hungry. He tempts him with bread. Right? He's going to begin at the basis part of us, these particular realities of food, drink, sensual pleasures, money, things of provision, right? Things that need to be provided, so to speak, for us, right? He's going to tempt us with this area first on the outside. With Jesus, he then moves to more the reality of the emotions. He tempts him with ambition. He tempts him with this glory and power. A lot of times we experience within ourselves this emotional instability. You want purpose. You want importance, you desire, at times, this power and this glory, and so the evil one plays on that. He desires to move from your flesh to move then to the reality of your emotional life, to begin to tempt you with power, with glory, to begin to give you purpose, so to speak. And then from there, he's going to move to the level of the heart. As he tempts Jesus to doubt his father's love for him, to the point that he's willing to put his father's love to the test. 
So too, the evil one will wage war in our heart with placing doubt that God actually loves you. And if he gets access to your heart, he's going to have access to so much of your life. To the point that you will even put God to the test. He starts from the outside and he moves inward. Now, what's interesting is we get a glimpse right now of, well, how did Jesus stand firm against the tactics of the evil one? Here they are. Here's really simple. Because the evil one's constantly trying to create doubt. He's trying to create doubt, first off, that God is your provider. He tries to create doubt that God doesn't have a plan and purpose for you. He then tries to create doubt that God will not protect you. The fact that God doesn't love you, that's what it's all based off of. He wants to create doubt in all of those areas in your life. And yet what's interesting is Jesus, right, Jesus stands firm with the truth. Because remember, the devil's a liar, okay? So anything the devil actually says is a lie, right? He, he twists what's true. Everything that comes forth from him is an actual lie. So the way you combat a lie is you have to know the truth. So Jesus, which is really beautiful and interesting, he never actually dialogues with the devil per se. He only dialogues with the doubt. He dialogues with the particular lie, the particular temptation itself. All Jesus says every single time, it is written. It is written. It also says, Jesus combats the temptation and tactics of the devil, the liar, with the truth, with the word of God, with scripture. Jesus literally stands firm against the doubt and the lie and the temptation with the word of God. All things shall pass away, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word, as Jesus says, will not pass away. That which is firm, rooted in the truth, But what's interesting is this, if you don't know the truth, you'll never be able to tell the difference between a lie and a truth. If you don't know what God says about you in and through his word, if you don't know what God has spoken about you in your life, then when the devil comes up against you and tempts you in these particular ways, these tactics that will always be the same, you will not be able to stand firm. Why? Because you don't know what's true. If I gave you an orange and you didn't know the difference between an apple and an orange and I told you it was an apple, you could not refute it. You can't. If you don't know the difference between an apple and an orange, you can't refute when I tell you that one's an orange and one's an apple. You can't do it. So much true, so much so, that if I tell you a lie and you don't know the truth, you can't refute it. We're extremely vulnerable without the word of God. It's so interesting too. So the devil... Now, I told you in the beginning the devil lacks creativity. I did not say that he was stupid. He's extremely smart. He's extremely intelligent. He's actually smarter than all of you, all of us. To the point that he knows scripture, he actually used scripture to tempt Jesus. As he says, oh, well, it is written. And then Jesus says, oh, but it also says. We need to realize, my brothers and sisters, that the evil one also knows the word of God. We need to be actually speak the word of God better than him. Because if we don't, we're going to get fooled every single time. So I bet if I did this experiment right now, I would be right. It's true. 
I bet you if I asked you to name five types of cookies, you could just like name them off without even trying. But if I asked you to give me five scripture passages, and I'm not saying even give me their, their chapter and verse, I'm just talking about five scripture passages, you couldn't do it. Cookies can't save you. Now, the devil will use cookies to tempt you. But this is what's crazy. You may know that which can't save you, and you could rattle it off, but yet the word of God, which is literally that which allows us to stand firm, we can't even profess with our lips, that we can't even pull forth from our heart and our mind and be like, ah, oh, that's a lie. This is what God says. It is written. The Lord says this. It is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. That's a problem. That's a real problem in our spiritual life. And we need to do something about that. Because this is the way in which Jesus Christ literally battled and stand firm against the tactics of the devil. He's a liar. If we don't know the truth, you will never be able to defend the lie. If the word of God is not a part of your life on a daily basis, we will be in trouble. I challenge you. This Lent is an opportunity to grow deeper in so many ways, but ultimately in our relationship with Christ and the church in her wisdom has literally given us the first Sunday of Lent in the temptations of the desert and seeing how Christ battles through the word. I challenge you this Lent to dive deeper into scripture. Start every day. Begin with the Gospels. Read one chapter out loud every day. Sometimes people are like, well, I don't get it. You're not trying to grasp scripture as if to control scripture. Scripture is the word of God. You're there to be with God. Let him reveal itself to you. You didn't learn how to run by just running. You don't know about somebody by going out to coffee once with them and you get to know and grasp everything about the reality of who they are. It doesn't work that way. It's a relationship. It takes time. If you get frustrated with the word, it's because you're trying to grasp the word. You want to control the word. You want to have power and authority over the word. You don't have power and authority over God. That's not how it works. You'll always get frustrated if you're trying to get something out of it versus be with someone in it. Just be with the Lord. Open up scripture every day. Allow the word of God to actually feed you. As God even says, Christ himself, man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes forth from the mouth of God, scripture, nurtures you. I challenge you, my brothers and sisters, every day, open up the word of God, read at least one chapter, and watch what happens. Watch how the word of God begins to give you a vocabulary, a vocabulary in your heart, in your mind, and you'll be able to draw forth from this vocabulary, this library, maybe not immediately, but you do that during all of Lent. By the end of Lent, you're going to have a vocabulary. You're going to have the truth in your heart in a way where you're going to be able to speak it out like you never did before. But if you just let the book of the Bible just be closed, you won't be able to do that. Open it up. Read it. Be with the Lord. Allow his word to penetrate your heart and your mind so you can begin speaking like Christ because he chose and revealed to us the way we stand firm against the liar and his lies is with the truth and the truth that comes forth through the mouth of God in and through his holy word. Amen.